Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, episode 101. Brought to you by Podcasting Network, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guests today say... The comfort zone is not actually comfortable. It sucks. And joining me on today's show is Carmen Williams and Maureen Pound. Now, Maureen and Carmen are two extremely talented, courageous, and determined women who are helping other like-minded women do what most don't accomplish. Guess what that is? It is making serious money from their business. These just a couple of ordinary women being brave and encouraging other women to do the same. Now on today's show, Maureen and Carmen are going to share that bravery, that's the key to our success. And the first step to bravery is being honest with yourself. They're also going to talk about how many women do not talk or do not focus on money and this results them in not having that lifestyle that they dream about and that they love. And they're also going to talk about, yeah, you can have it all, but you don't need to do it all. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thanks, Emery. Thanks for having us. Now, I love the way that you have reminded us that the comfort zone is not actually comfortable. It sucks. It's true, isn't it? We often don't want to take that next step because it does require courage, but where we're at um, it does suck. We don't like where we're at. So who wants to talk about that first? The comfort zone is not actually comfortable. This one was really profound when I realized this myself, that, that by staying in your comfort zone, it's like this like chronic level of unease. And, and sometimes you don't even recognize it. It's just this, just this uncomfortable feeling. Whereas by stepping out of your comfort zone, it's like quite an acute feeling of unease. You might even call it fear. Um, but it can be really exciting. And then once you step out, then your comfort zone expands and, and you can achieve a lot more. And I, I think that's just a really fun way to live your life and your business. Yeah, for sure. And, and another practical example would be when I first started my business 15 years ago uh, and I took the leap of faith and then I went, oh, sugar, Ooh, I don't really know what I'm doing. So my comfort zone um, it was back in the days of VHS videos. I don't know if you remember, Emery. Um, so my comfort zone was to lay on the couch in my slippers and watch videos for a week because I didn't know what to do. So it was short-term comfort. And after a while, it too did not feel comfortable at all. Mm. And share with us, um, either one, step in um, to, to answer this, because how often is the fear of fear itself or not really knowing 
uh, far less than what we expected. So we expect this real heartache or whatever, trouble issues. But when we actually do take that step of bravery, and we're going to talk about what that is in a moment, we actually realise, oh, it's not so bad after all. Have either of you experienced that? Uh, for sure. So, for example, um, the first time I ever posted um, a video on LinkedIn, I'm like, oh, my goodness, what are people going to say? Am I adding value? You know, all those gremlins in my head were at, it, at me. And they didn't stop even when I was um, recording it, even when I posted it, even like a, like a week afterwards. Um, but I just uh, did it anyway and then like over time you get people that oh really liked what you posted it made a lot of sense and and so you just realize that even though i was super uncomfortable about doing it while i was doing it and even after i did it um that like the, the sun still rose the next day and more yeah. than the sun rose now she gets twenty five thousand views on her videos you know so like, really um and yeah the similar situation for me Anne marie was when um, again, back to when I started the business and um, someone actually phoned me and left a message on the answer machine, you know, when you had the old-fashioned answer machine. There's a theme here. I must be old. <laughs> um, on the bench. And I did not get back to that person for a week because I was petrified. And yet that was someone actually showing an interest in coaching and, and, and um, you know, a really hot lead. Mm -hmm. And, of course, by the time I got back to them, they, um, they would, they'd found somebody else. Um, and so for me, that was, ex you know, there was extreme fear there. Mm -hmm. And these days it's a total opposite. So as soon as someone, you know, mm -hmm. rings, I'm, you know, while the energy's there, I pick up the phone um, and I don't even think about it. So it's almost like the same with stretching your physical muscles. You stretch them a bit and it's uncomfortable, but then you go, oh, oh, you get a further reach every time. Mm -hmm. And I think the same goes for, for women in business. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I remember having a conversation with a group of uh, romance authors and many of them were saying they'd written their manuscripts somewhere at different stages, but they hadn't sent it to the, to the editor. And mm. one of the underlying reasons was not procrastination, but rather the fear of being told this isn't good enough. Now, mm. one of the things that you talk about is the bravery is, is, is the key to success. And the first step is being honest with yourself. So for many of us, whatever is stopping us from taking that next step, from saying mm. yes to that speaking opportunity and then freaking out a little bit later on after afterwards after we have said that yes, is doing some of that exploration. So maybe, mm. Carmen, speak a, bit, a little bit about what were some of the things that you identified when you actually took a step back and thought, you know what, I need to start to really look at what's going on here. I need to be honest with myself. What came up for you? Mm. So um, having, you know, stepped out of my job and had the idea of starting a business and Anne-Marie, you saw me very on when I was like, oh, I want to start a business. And I had, and had no idea. I knew nothing. Um, and so through that, I, I um, invested in coaching and I got really clear on what really was going on. Like you said, like what is stopping you from doing that thing you need to do, whether it's sending a manuscript or posting on LinkedIn or whatever it is. And once you have clarity over what's stopping you, it's like, oh, I'm afraid that someone might say no, or I'm afraid that someone might think that my video is not any good. Once you have clarity over that, then it's actually a lot easier to say, okay, well, that's the fear. Probably not going to magically make it disappear, but I'm going to act even with that fear. 
So, uh, and, and, and getting support with that, I found very helpful because it just accelerates your progress. Yeah, yeah. Maureen, mm. I'd love to ask you because, uh, you know, what Carmen said was, what if they say no? For some of us, it's, what if they say yes? I hadn't actually thought of that prospect that someone would actually say yes. I'm sure you've had some experience that um, some women are actually, what if suddenly it does take off? Because that could be fearful too when suddenly our voice and message is, is elevated out there for many people to hear and see. Mm. Yeah, and um, that's a great point. Um, but what I find interesting is sometimes when we talk about this stuff, it's... Um, I've never ever once had, oh my God, my fear is that someone might say yes. Oh, okay. So it manifests itself in different ways. Um, and so, so that's why, you know, often when you have a coaching conversation, you can really get to the bottom of it because sometimes it's actually hard to see for yourself because with that, I, I didn't, it wasn't for me, oh, um, oh, this could really work. I didn't actually consciously think that. Yeah. So that's why I find it really, really interesting that it manifests itself in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's, a, it's ourselves keeping ourselves small as well because, it, you know, our big thing at the moment is we want to go on Allen and um, it's a really big, mm. big thing. Um, now, to call someone in a local paper or to call a producer of Allen is still the same action, it's still or similar action and takes mm. you expend the same amount of energy. Um, so, um, but what would stop you would be your, you know, potentially your fear around one of them. Mm. What happens if she said, hi, Alan here, have you thought of that yet? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll probably like squeal a little bit and jump on the plane. <laughs> well, <laughs> well what happened to you the other day about someone actually giving you contacts? Oh, yes, yes. Carmen yeah. actually got contacts. She put on LinkedIn <laughs> a video about wanting to be on Alan and yeah. lo and behold, these really helpful, lovely people are going, here, here's some contacts. <laughs> She's got a gift for doing that because I remember, Carmen, we, yeah. we set up something. Remember, you start having conversations. You go, they actually yeah. rang back. But what's interesting and what I wanted to share with people is when you start taking that action step, yeah. it will happen. And often we never start taking those action steps. We mm. never look at, you know, what's going on. Because once you have clarity around what's keeping you stuck, then you can look at, well, what do I need to do differently? Do I need to get resources? Do I have to have an accountability that will lovingly mm. pick me up the backside to say, just go and do it? Um, yeah. It's so very important. And I think what I'm hearing from both of you is that it's different for everybody. And I think so often we look at, well, I'm the only one that's struggling with this, whereas we're not. It, it, no. There's some different ways, but we can all struggle with that one way or the other. How would each of you, I'd love before we talk about the, what we don't often talk about, and that's, of course, money. What is bravery? Let's start with you, Carmen. What does bravery mean to you? Bravery is about being really honest with yourself, identifying what you're scared about, and then choosing whether you're going to address that or not. So there are some things I'm scared about that I might not ever decide to do, like I don't think I'm going to bungee jump, for example. But there are some I things... <laughs> I skydive, but not bungee jump. Um, but there are some things that I'm afraid of like um, like perhaps um, going on Ellen, that I am going to do because I know that that's going to um, be really good for our business. But more importantly, it's going to spread the message that we're so passionate about to more people. And so that's something that I will feel fear about and do. So that's what bravery is, is about really identifying your fears and then choosing to go for something that you're scared about because it's going to really... 
um, push you forward. Yeah, and, and I concur with that. I think the key there is that it's something's going to push you forward or um, put you in the right um, direction. Mm. So bravery is not just doing something because oh, I'll be considered brave by other people if mm. I do this. You know, I've done the highest bungee in the world. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you mean. What is that? You know, um, but I've also had two anonymous sperm donor children on my own, and people will go, "Oh, that's really brave." I didn't think it was even that brave, actually, because I wanted children so much and that was mm. what was really important to me. Mm. So we are not saying that everyone has to do the same brave mm. things because bravery is different to everybody. Yeah. But do the things that are important to you in life to, um, to make your life valuable to yourself and others. Yeah. I love that, both of what you've shared and, and you know, reminding us of the fact that being brave doesn't mean that we do take an action step and feel no fear around it. Often it's the opposite. We do take that step and still feel the fear. And that there's a saying, isn't it? Feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. And um, so often we think, okay, I need to wait till I'm not fearful. No, you actually need to step forward. And in the ongoing, like I'm sure if you look back, Carmen, and look at all of the videos, now mm. you don't feel the same fear that you did many, many times ago when you first started. You may still feel a little bit of fear, and let's face it, yeah. sometimes those butterflies can mean we're quite excited about it. But I think it's such a good reminder because many women, we're waiting for things to be perfect. We're waiting for ourselves not to feel fear or anxiousness around that. But it's in the stepping forward and the taking of the action that will allow yeah. us to... Uh, to and, and just on that, Anne-Marie, which I think, you know, we're always talking here about big things, but we think about even difficult conversations mm. for leaders in the workplace. Um, you know, 95% of them are, are, are not, um, don't take place because there's fear around even having a simple conversation with someone, you know, or raising something. So we're not even talking about the big actions of calling the producer of Alan or, you know, doing a LinkedIn video for yourself. It could be even having a simple conversation with your children, with your loved one, with someone in the workplace that um, fills you with some level of fear. Yeah, absolutely. Putting boundaries in place and then actually sticking with them and having a conversation with someone when someone has uh, crossed over that boundary. Now, talking about difficult conversations, you say many women, and I would concur, concur, that do not talk or focus on money and the results in them not having a lifestyle that they want and that, that they will love mm. because of the fact that it is something that is often considered taboo. So, come on, let's start with you. What would you like to see us start having more conversations around money? Yeah, so um, I really think that often we do do ourselves a disservice as women by often not focusing on money. I think we've got all sorts of baggage about money and, and you know, it corrupts and it's evil or whatever. You know, there's all sorts of stuff there. Um, and... But the reality is, is money is what you make it. Like money is energy. And so you need money to have a successful business. I mean, that's actually the foundation of a business. Um, but you need money so that you can have the impact that you want in the world. So I really think that there is a lot of value in focusing on money so that you can have a financially successful business, have the impact you want. Um, and, then, and then, you know, everyone can benefit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Boy, let's, let's talk to you about this because something that um, I've had many conversations around money because it is something that we often um, don't want to talk about. And I know many women in business and men too 
We're in it because we want to make an impact with our message. And by doing that, money is actually, the income we generate is a consequence of us getting out there because this is a value of exchange, our expertise, and someone invests in themselves through investing in our services and so forth. But so often we want to separate money because we don't want to talk about it. It feels icky. But um, yeah, so let's talk about how can we start to feel more comfortable, Maureen, in having that discussion and getting paid what we are worth for the expertise we offer. Yeah, um, I love the way you said there, Anne-Marie, about it being integral. So we're not saying, okay, well, you focus on the money mm. or you focus on the passion mm. and helping others. I think they, um, they are interwoven beautifully. Um, and, you know, and just on that, you know, coaching business owners for 15 years, um, this, you know, it's great stat for me around the, or, or insight that um, most women in that first conversation when you're setting targets, they don't want to put a monetary target. Mm. Much more than the men, it's much more apparent than the men. So, um, um, yeah, so, so it's definitely about um, having that focus and making it uh, a habit and making it important mm. yes. because you are not, people, are, we all know, people um, don't, you know, if money is an exchange of energy, um, people, by paying money, you're showing appreciation, mm. you know, and to the value. I love um, some of my clients, and I've even started doing it, when you do a direct transfer, put... Um, uh, a kiss or a love when you're actually giving the money as well, as well as receiving it. Yes. Um, yes. So I think it's, it's, it's an exchange and um, it's exchange of value and it's really, really um, important um, that people focus on the it as well as the, um, mm. the helping others. Mm. Yeah, because as we know, as we're generating more income and more profits in our business, we can hire more people, we can invest we can give um, you know, and support projects all over the world as well. And again, I think we can use the same principle that we talked about earlier around bravery. The first step is to be honest with ourselves. What's going on? So that's also very apparent with money. What's going on here? And I've heard a term from one of my mentors many years ago talking about goal trauma. And this is specifically with money trauma, a goal trauma too, where we've set a goal, but we've not achieved it. And when we put our heart and soul into that, it's kind of like, well, I'm not going to put a money out there, a figure out there, because if I don't achieve it, it's going to validate that I can't achieve that. But it's part of business, isn't it? So let's talk about it. Let's pull it apart. What are some things that we need to be honest with ourselves when it comes to money? Maybe some insights that you've learned or practical steps that you put into place that have really helped you become more comfortable with setting goals, even if down the track you might not have achieved them, but looking at, okay, well, these things did work. But let's see if we can tweak things a little bit. Let's let's yeah. open up that conversation. Maybe who wants to go first? Yeah, can I go first, Alyssa? Um, so what I find is when people set goals, sometimes they set them really low targets for yourself. So it's important to set a target in the first place. Mm. Right? So that's a practical step number one. But then other people will just pull out a figure out of nowhere and go, oh, I want a million dollars in the next 12 months. Um, and that can be dangerous too, exactly with what you're talking about, because you're setting yourself up for failure. So another step would to be actually work out what you need to sell, how many you need to sell. Keep in mind that 20 to 40% of your clients are going to drop off. But, you know, the business stuff around that, that you don't, you're not working 52 weeks a year. So when you actually add up and do your sums, let's make it much more realistic. So it's about and sitting down 
and doing the numbers and doing them often is one thing. Another point I have about uh, money is, especially for solopreneurs or people in very small businesses, um, you have to keep churning, so you have to keep marketing. And so there's a pattern that happens for a lot of people where, where especially, you know, consultants and coaches and um, and service-based businesses where they will do some marketing, do some networking, you know, Facebook advertising or whatever it is, get the clients in and then they're busy doing that and then the marketing falls by the wayside and then they have to then... So they just... They never get past... So, for instance, a consultant, it's very hard to get past um, earning over 200 grand a year mm. on your own. Yeah, sure. so, um, so there's all these reality checks. And that's fine. For some people, that is absolutely, that's a great amount of money to earn. But this be, um, it's about matching reality um, uh, with the figures as well. Yeah. I love that. Uh, have you either of you seen the short video which shows the domino effect? Have you seen that video? It's a it's one of a gentleman who's got different sized dominoes, and one of them is tiny, tiny, tiny yeah. thirteen mm. of them, and the biggest one mm. weighs massive um, amount of, of weight. Now, if that domino, mm. the little one, could no could no way hit the bigger one, but as he pushed it, one pushed the next, the next, the next. And exactly what you were saying, Maureen, we have to do the marketing or we have to take the action steps to build momentum because what we're doing today and the seeds we're planting will come to fruition, uh, you know, months down the track. And if we stop doing that, then all of a sudden those yeah. times are finished. It's like, well, where is the rest? It's not that we're no good. It's that we haven't planted the, the seeds. Carmen, what are some insights that you've learned over the, the, the time that you've been in business to do with generating income and the steps we need to take? Yeah, so um, my, my personal example is that I'm a single mother, so I've got two kids. Um, so I walked out of my job with this idea of starting a business. And so my, um, my reality was that I actually did need to earn a certain amount of money to be able to um, continue to support my children and myself. And so at the start, that was driving me. Like that is like a fire in the belly to get that up and running. Once I got past that, you know, survival stage, for me, it's more about, well, if, if we're earning more money, it's about that, that. What that means is that we're impacting more people. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then it's up to you what you want to do with your money. Like you said, whether you get, um, give it to a charity or, or whatever you do. And so my motivations have changed now from survival to, oh, imagine how many people we could help. Like, yeah. if, like you know, let, let's see how far we can take this. Yes. I love that. And also, and also be honest about the opportunities you want for yourself as a really practical thing as well. So a goal a few years ago for me was to go to um, the States for two months with my kids, also a single mum, uh, and do Disneyland. Uh, we did every theme park under the sun <laughs> and a Caribbean cruise for two weeks. And so, so having that real personal goal that meant it was a bit decadent, sure, mm. but to be okay with that and go, this is going to be experience of lifetime from someone who's always dreamed of going to Disneyland, who never got on a plane until she was 20 because mm -hmm. she's youngest of nine kids and the parents couldn't afford to put you on a plane, um, to have this amazing opportunity. So it's twofold. If I help a lot of people mm. and they pay for that, then I'm going to be able to create this amazing experience for my family. Yeah, I love that. And I think um, what you said earlier on, Carmen, around, you know, money and, and the different beliefs that we may have been t told or taught or even observed, you know, growing up, 
money is 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 just a piece of paper or, or coins there's no emotion to that or to from the money itself but it is coming from us and one of the things that i learned because i've been through my money you know had to re look at my money story and, and reshape that was you, you know money will not make you evil uh, mm. it just brings out in you uh, you know aspects of who you are already some some of those things may need to change but if you mm. go from a point of you know money and abundance and prosperity means that you can be more abundant and prosperous with those around you mm. uh, I know as many heart-centered entrepreneurs that means we can just impact that much more people uh, through doing that and by mm. not accepting you know that ourselves means that somewhere it's blocking and that just means that um, I think as role models for all of our clients, we don't want to be that kind of role model either for clients. So that that's fabulous. Let's talk mm. about something else. I think with with it, it kind of ties to the to the money um, conversation around time as well, because time and money are closely related. If you watch the language or hear the language, never have enough time, running out of time, you know, never have enough money, blah 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 blah. And you say we can have it all, but we don't need to do it all. And this is a bigger half than many of us. So maybe Carmen, you want to start with this first yeah sure so um you know when you go to a networking event everyone's like how you been and everyone's like oh i've been so busy and i'm like um how you been carmen well you know i've had all these cool things happen in my business but i've also lay on the hammock for a few hours this morning too in the sun which was really nice and people look at me as if i've got two heads um <laughs> actually did nothing this morning <laughs> yeah but the thing is like um so what i've learned is that um to surround yourself with people who um, can can support you that that are off, like more skilled than you, more intelligent intelligent than you, and to support you um, in your business and also in your life. Mm. And so, like at the start, as I just shared with you, I just left my job, and you know, I had you know this burning desire to reach financial um, a certain financial point. Um, but what I did very early on, before I could technically even afford it, I started getting that support in. And what that meant was that um, I could then free myself up to actually focus on my business, yeah. focus on looking after myself, my mental health, my physical health, and also spending time with my children. Um, and I think I think it's about investing as early as you can in small parts of support and then building that up over time. Yeah. yeah. Maureen, let's yeah. talk to you. I mean, it's, what Carmen is saying is absolutely true. So many of us, and I've heard the term um, before where being busy is almost like a badge of honour, but actually it should be a big alarm bell, particularly for entrepreneurs. Um, so what are some steps that you encourage us to do? What are some of the things that we can immediately start to outsource so we can focus on where we really need to be, which is CEOs of our business? What are some things that you can share today? Um, I love, I got this tip from um, Dale Beaumont um, and what this is, and it's a great time of year to do it, um, to get out your calendar for next year and put in your personal time first. Mm. So put in your hair, you know, hair appointments, Put in your holidays with your kids, you know, all, all those sorts of things. Um, you know, just really simple things like that can be really practical things that you can, steps you can take um, to ensure that you're, um, you know, you're focusing on yourself. And um, can you just tell me again, what was the, the crux of your question? So that that some practical steps to be able to um, alleviate that busyness because let's face it, there's so many different things and that step that you just shared was 
putting in the diary, me time, family time, blocking it out. Because I think as women in business, we often put others' needs in front of ourselves and we'll often say yes, yes, yes all the time. And we need to put that in our calendar. What are some practical tasks? Like I know, you know, so many of us are doing bookkeeping and social media. Those things can all be outsourced. Yeah, sure. So, um... Um, there's, there's things like, there's a practical things like um, Airtask is a great tool. Um, and so you can go in and you can basically ask anyone for any sort of help. And I think traditionally in Australia, I remember my brother-in-law came back from England 20 years ago and employed a gardener and all his neighbours thought it was just disgusting because, you know, a man should look after his own garden. And he wanted to spend, you know, he's in the money market, he was in a position where he could hire a gardener. So I think it's, it's look thinking outside the square about all the support you could get. Now, the, the simple thing at the moment, um, I live in a, a, an old Victorian house. I can't change the light globe. It, it's a real pain. Well, you know, oh, do I ring friends? Do I just outsource it? Get, you know, 20 bucks or something and they can do all my globes in the house. So it's all those practical things. And I love Carmen's got not only a cleaner now but a tidier. Um, <laughs> but, um, oh, sorry, folder or something. Um, but there's also <laughs> one. two separate people or the one in the one? No, no, the one person. I just said, can you come more and could you do this and this? She's now cooking for me once a week Oh, too. excellent, excellent. Yeah. yeah, just doing the stuff that you don't really mm. want to do. Yes. And then the other things that we've, how Carmen and I got together actually um, in business was, that Carmen said, hey, let's share some resources. Mm -hmm. So we hired virtual assistants overseas together so we could get particular experts in, air, in various areas and share them. Mm -hmm. And what we found as well is that one of the people we've hired overseas is almost better than any person I've hired anywhere in the world. So, um, you know, if the same rules apply, you've mm -hmm. got to set up the systems and do the due diligence and, and support the person. Yes. Um, but there's real opportunities to do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So my son, he wanted a job in my yeah. business. So I'm, I now pay him each quarter to take photos of my receipts, uh, put them in Google Drives, and then my accountant can see them. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. You know what, what's so, really coming? Negotiating a better rate, though. <laughs> I got him too well. Yeah, it's really good. I love it. <laughs> I remember years ago, and, and this is something I've been using virtual assistants from all over the world. Great, great resources. I mean, we can't do everything ourselves. And, um, you know, the people who look at you, oh, you could do that yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? You're hiring someone. I'm employing someone and giving someone an income. So, yeah. you know, there's always different ways to look at it. But I recall getting a VA and at that time I was in the career industry talking about living a, a, a life and, and a, a career you love. And um, she came back after three months and said, I've been reading your articles and I'm not actually in a role I love, so I'm changing. So my next instruction to the next VA was upload the articles but don't read them. And so uh, <laughs> because, you know, I think the impact that they can have on, on your business, just share. Before you were using VAs and that support um, mechanism to where you are now, what are some of the differences that you've seen in yourself, how you show up, and the impact that you're making? Maybe, Carmen, we start with you first. Yeah, so I um, started employing a part-time VA really early on before I could really even afford it. And I just saw that <laughs> I could saw the real value in it. Um, but since we've now got a team of VAs, and like Maureen said, um, that there are, there are individuals in that team who are so skilled, I just feel so assured that um, they got my back. Like we were doing a, and it was amazing. Like it was 10 times better than I would have ever done. 
Um, and so we had this thing look beautiful and it's just good to know that people have got your back. Yeah. yeah. And just to add to that, um, where I was before, uh, Amory was um, totally overwhelmed. I felt like this whole, whole load of the proverbial was on my head. Yeah. My house was a mess. I just wasn't coping. And it's the small, simple steps you can take to start a clear, clearing space for yourself that gives you mental space mm. as well. Um, and there's also a lot of, just a lot of this is around mindset. So I used to put my kids in after-school care uh, so that I could get an extra hour of work. And then it was only this year we started systemising things and, and handing things out to other people to handle. And then I thought, I just went, why am I doing this? The kids hate it. It costs me money. So I leave the office an hour earlier, pick them up, have some chill time with them, and then just do a little bit of work before dinner. And so it's sort of think about thinking creatively and working out what's important to you yeah. um, as well. And not waiting. We're always going, when I earn this much, I'll get a cleaner. Well, I can't really afford it yet. Or when, when, when never comes. So it's about scaling it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something that I learned early on and, and all of my mentors have encouraged us always to use support for that admin type stuff, which is all very important. And, you know, um, I think God created VAs because they help us immensely. They said that time that you get back, you need to know what is the most productive where you need to spend the time. That does not mean you then go and look at, well, nowadays it's Netflix or go surfing on Facebook. That's where you really, you know, focus on those income generating tasks. So just before we finish up the show and then find out, of course, how people can connect with you, Karma, now that you've got VAs that can really support you in certain areas now and that you've just said some of them do the any better, that much better than you could have ever hoped, yeah. where are you now focusing a lot more of your time? So um, it's, it's about that creativity. So I think um, when you free up your time, you can then enjoy your life and, and um, you know, go to gym and spend time with your kids. Um, but it's a, it just frees up your mind to think of those creative ideas like, oh, let's be on Ellen. Oh, well, how are we going to do it? You know, so you can be a little bit more out there and be more ambitious yeah. um, with all of that. And there's obviously all the, the standard activities you have in, in terms of, you know, marketing and things like that, um, conversations with people. So I'm just more free and um, more relaxed when I, when I do what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and um, for me, it's about, um, you know, your ordinary is someone else's extraordinary. Mm. Um, so, for instance, um, I used to be a copywriter. I like my writing's amazing. Mm. So I'm not saying I'm going to write all the copy for the business, but there's some things that's really, although I can't. I'm never writing copy again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, uh, that's a really good useful, that, that's one of my yeah. things that yeah. I'm really good at. So why not mm. um, use that? So it's about finding your things, not only that you're good at, that are going to have a, a useful impact. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love what you've just said because sometimes, you know, and that's such a great reminder that I want to mention, Carmen, is that sometimes uh, when we do outsource things, we, we think that we need to be on and on and on and on all the time. But in those moments when we are sitting down, we have ideas that we think that could be the next, you know, million dollar idea, but you would never have had that opportunity because you'd never had that space to just sit and be and to start thinking. And I think, Maureen, now that you're not having to run around and do so many more tasks, 
you can really spend time in the words that you craft and put together so that you're communicating your message uh, on behalf of both of you to, the, to your ideal clients that you may not have had the opportunity to do had you known that, okay, this is just number one on a list of 20 things that I've got to get done done today. And, and so often we can feel guilty just sitting there. I don't know if you've ever, if you, if you've been like that. It's like, I've actually got 10 minutes of breathing space. I don't know what to do with myself. And it's something to get used to, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also um, there's things you can do. Like I, you know, like things like book work or, you know, sending invoices or stuff that you can do. It's not me, it's, you know, but is it the best use of your time? Mm. That's right. That's and we also spend a lot of time sending voice memos to each other. <laughs> Carmen, six o'clock in the morning, hey, I've just been to CrossFit and I have an idea. <laughs> so it gives her time to do CrossFit and have all those wonderful creative ideas. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So without further ado, share with us, um, I mean, we've said that you've really got a vision to be able to help other like-minded women um, to make serious money from their business. So share with us, what's the best way for people to connect with you, um, to access your great content you're sharing? How, how do we go about doing that? Beautiful. So there's two main ways. Uh, both Maureen and I are very active on LinkedIn. So I'd love you for you to connect with us um, and we can have a conversation there. Also, our website is bebravemakemoney.com. We've got lots of cool things on there as well. So go check that out. Fantastic. And Maureen, what are some exciting things that you've got in store if, you don't, if you're able to share that for 2019 moving forward? Awesome. Well, um, a couple of things. We're running some LinkedIn um, expert training days for people, really reasonably priced. Um, I was a non-believer and then Carmen and seriously me. We seriously, we get, you know, CEOs contacting us saying, hey, we want to talk to you. Mm. So that's been really successful. So we're sharing the love there. Um, we're also um, running an amazing million-dollar journey next year. It's a retreat near Apollo Bay in Victoria. Um, five days to focus on yourself mm -hmm. um, and setting, setting out the steps to your journey, but also taking a lot of action. Mm. Yeah, it's all um, about action. Too. Yeah, so that mm. you can um, get the success in life that you deserve and help others at the same time yeah. and keep that, you know, positive energy and money flowing. Mm. Yeah. I love the way that um, there's a couple of things that I love what you're doing. You know, one, collaboration. Because so often, you know, women in business, we can feel isolated. And when two of you come together and you have complementary services, you know, or skills to be able to bring to the business, that what you're able to achieve is far greater than you could ever hope to achieve on your own. And why I'm sharing that is that moving forward <laughs> in 2019. Oh, God. Yeah. But how many of us <gasps> in businesses have opportunities where we can collaborate with other like-minded women who are up to great stuff and through that collaboration we can both pull each other forward but also what I love that you're doing is that you're creating a community where other like-minded people can come together and support each other because sadly you often see on on social media and I'm sure you've seen this too where there is that tall poppy syndrome and oh who does she think she is well guess what if she's doing it it sets the path that if she's done it, we can do it too. And being able to support and lift each other up, I think uh, we can never have more than enough of that. So thank you both, uh, Carmen and Maureen, for creating the community where everyone can step forward, shine, bring their brilliance and support one another. 
in, in sharing that message and making an impact, but also in their bottom line as well. So thank you, ladies, for coming on the show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out. Be heard. Influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.